0: Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio Show 108. Today's show is brought to you by Candice Hunter Creations, family herbalist with consulting, lessons, and herbal re- remedies. Find her at candacehunter.com. Also brought to you by Occupy
1: Medical Clinic, an integrated free health clinic, which proves that healthcare really is a human right. We're a 501c3. If you would like to send us some donations, you can reach us at Occupy-Medical.org. Also,
2: Hunter also- Creation
1: which is your source for websites, printed materials, designs, and more. Our motto is we can do that, and you can find Hunter Creation at huntercreation.com.
0: And our latest and greatest Ace High Heat Graphics, your best bet for imprinted T-shirts and other wearables. Find them at acehighheatgraphics.com. Ha, oh, Sue. That's ah, a lot of sponsors. That is no. It's awesome. More and more. Love to see that growing list. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to seeing more and more folks with the Herbal Nerd Society. Yes, yes, that's indeed. been a growing list. It has been. Oh my
1: gosh. It's really taking us to task for getting these articles out there. It is. I'm suddenly, having to
0: learn things with my brain. And suddenly oh. the deadlines are like real. Yes. They mean something. Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: man. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's been great. And you know what I'm really looking forward to? I'm hoping. I'm really hoping happens. I'm really hoping at the American Herbalist Guild Symposium this October 5th, yeah. 6th, 7th, if I remember correctly. Mm. I think those were the right dates. I'm hoping that some of the herbal nerd societies will find us. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping that they're coming. I'm hoping we'll meet them there and yeah. we can get together and just, you know, maybe Here have a maybe have a coffee chat or something. Yeah. I don't know, you know. It's
1: it's nice to have it in the Pacific Northwest because it, the, it
0: all these symposiums, the annual,
1: are all over the place and... I think uh, when Occupy Medical got their AHG award, they was in Georgia. I'm like, we can't. Yeah. That's a <laughs> so long know, yeah, Yeah. That's a long trip. to accept yeah. it for us. But that was a long way away. And yeah. Just, you know, nickel and diamond thing. So this time it's right here in Oregon. Yes. Can't miss it. Yes. Can't miss it.
0: I am so – I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to be able to be speaking there. I'm thrilled to be going, and I'm thrilled that it's in my neck of the woods. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. There's so many herbalists that we have met from across the country, both folks like Maria Noel Groves. I know she's going to be there. Yeah, And I believe Rosalie is planning to be there if I remember correctly. Oh, nice. I think, I think she said that. So folks like that that you guys have heard on our show. we Howie's Howie going to be there. Yes, yep. I'm excited. So we've got a whole ton of the folks that we already know that we've met on the show. They're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And a ton of our listeners hopefully will be there. Right. I know that there are a few that have spoken up. I hope the rest of you guys will check in with us. Let us know you're there. Right. You know, that will be fun. Yeah, don't be shy. Come on over. We're not shy. Oh, definitely. Well, I am, but I'll get over it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's
1: that's good. Personal growth. Personal growth.
0: Personal growth. Yet another piece of personal growth. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how much of that there is in life, right? Yeah. I hate it, but it must be done. It's good. It's good. Growth is really good, Mm -hmm. right? And growing your herbal education is really good. Right. Growing your herbal contacts and your herbal network, really good. Right. All right. Well, let's get on with the show. Let's do it.
2: In the healthcare industry, we're seeing a slow but sure... Revolution. Conventional medicine has begun to partner with other modalities to offer integrated health care, often through low-cost or free clinics. It's not necessarily been an easy change, but herbalists who are dedicated are making it happen. Today we're talking with Seven Song, director of the Northeast School of Botanical Medicine and a founding member and clinical herbalist at the Ithaca Free Clinic about his path into integrated health care. And now, here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe.
0: I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real, Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. Welcome, Seven Song. We're so glad that you were able to check in with us today.
3: Thanks. I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this.
0: It was nice to
1: have met you when you were here in Oregon. Um, you, you came for the Free Herbalism Project and um, kind of did, gave us a little surprise visit at Occupy Medical. I, I was busy with a patient and popped my popped my little head out um, to where the bus was, and there you were standing there. And I thought, boy, that guy looks so much like Seven Song. How funny is that? <laughs> but it was you.
3: So I appreciate well, you. I mean, occupied medical has been something I've wanted to see for years. From my experience there, there are very few opportunities for people to be around skilled practitioners of herbal medicine who. Have competency and offer their services for free or for very low cost, and also um, are we believe also work with the medical community because often I find that the polarization is problematic. And so for me it was an honor to be there and be allowed in the bus and meet people. It's fantastic work you do.
1: Oh, we really love it. And- You've really been an inspiration for us. I mean, it was a real luxury when we were first starting off to take a look at some of the protocols that you had already written written up. You've got your own Ithaca Free Clinic, and that's been going on for, what, 13 years? How long has it been going on? 11 years. 11 years, yeah. So well, tell us about that. I mean, just starting that, I know how hard it was for me to start the clinic that I started how did you manage to do what you're doing?
3: Well, in some ways, it might have been easier. So they, so the Ithaca Free Clinic, which is the name of it, is an outgrowth of something called the Ithaca Health Alliance, which is also an outgrowth of something called Ithaca Hours. So there is a historical this history behind different movements that eventually led to the Ithaca Free Clinic. Um, when I joined. The meetings before we opened, they had already been meeting for six months. So, I'm not somebody who started a clinic. I'm somebody who joined a group of people that were talking about starting a clinic. And, you know, up to any point, there might have been 15 people at most meetings. So, many of the logistics I didn't have to figure out. I was Mm -hmm. always on the what we would call the holistic side Mm -hmm. of it. And the word holistic is problematic, but that can come up later in a <laughs> So, But I was called on the holistic side and about how to help clinicians. And then I would go to other meetings sometimes about you know what to name the place or, but I was never, so I was never on the financial side mm-hmm. um, as far as getting rent for the building. I am on the financial side about how I, because all the herbs I give are free. Mm-hmm. And so that part I have to figure out myself, donations the durable part. Right. So in other words, you had a bigger thing to work with. I was working with many people and many of the people stayed through the whole process. So it wasn't a constant reinvention, probably 10 or 15 of the people who started in the initial 20 or 30 were there the whole time. So wow. it made it a lot easier. And are they also, still there? There's some stuff. I've, um, no, there's only, there are I mean, a lot of them live around Ithaca still. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, there's three or four people who still have some commitment to it. But I'm, it is true I'm one of the last people standing as far as that original uh, group is. Mm-hmm.
0: And you, at the Ithaca Free Clinic, your herbalism is just one of the pieces there. You have other modalities as well. Is that correct?
3: Yeah. So the goal of it was always integrative or a mixed modality. And so the clinic just looks like a clinic, like the building. Well, this is our second clinic. Our first one was kind of had ratty ambience. This newer (laughs) one, the new building we've been here is uh, a little more spacious. And so, you know, you come in, there's a waiting room, there are receptionists, then you would see the nurse. Um, And so it's patient led so the patient can choose who they want to see. So the big picture we have medical doctors, and then other conventional practitioners, physician assistants, nurse practitioners were only open two days a week for four hours of shift. So there, we have eight hours that were open to the public. And then there were some other people that use the clinic. Mm-hmm. And then there's also actress, massage therapists, chiropractor, dietitian, social work, uh, somebody who helps facilitate insurance. So they're there at different shifts. And like right now, we've had a chiropractor who's been with us once a week for months, but other times there'll be no chiropractor. Like there'll be no chiropractor working for the free clinic. I've been pretty steady as a clinical herbalist. I've mostly been the only herbalist. Recently, there was a, one of my former students was there for six months. Nice. So, wow. so it's very much a mixed one.
0: Do you find that challenging to be working um, as the sole herbalist amidst so many other modalities, or is it? pretty comfortable at this point
3: it's pretty comfortable so the language that i use like i tend to be a physiological like i tend to be kind of medical i'm not kind of i tend to be medical in my way that i view disease and health and treating people so it doesn't distract from holism right yet the person's circumstances and helping them the reason i'm saying that is for me, actually, often under I understand doctors and other conventional medical people better than some more eclectic forms of medicine that are more energetic. Sure. So, well, I am I'm the director of holistic medicine, but it's actually interesting because you know what does that even mean?
0: <laughs> Meaning, yeah,
3: many conventional medical people are very holistic, and many non-conventional medical people are very non-holistic. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that's the term I came up with just because it me makes sense to people. Yeah. You know? right. And it's common. Word holistic is common.
1: Yeah, people like it. They feel they feel comfortable with it for the most part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sometimes
1: not so much.
0: So, what was it that inspired you, or really like, got you to the door for that first meeting that yeah. you guys, when you were in the founding process? What what brought you there?
3: Well, it's funny. So, a friend of mine was saying she was going to. She's an, she's an herbalist. Saying she's going to these meetings about starting a free clinic. And so I'm just a very skeptical person. And frankly, while she was a very close friend, I kind of didn't really believe her, you know, because so many people get together and they're going to do things that never happen, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so I like to be a part of things. I mean, it just... So one day, like, she was just saying it. And I was like, oh, it really is happening. And so I went to the first meeting. and I was like, damn, these people are going to open a free clinic in Ithaca. And I, for whatever reason, it's always been my orientation to want to to want to be a practitioner and offer free medicine. And as an herbalist, you know, herbal medicine is, is very inaccessible to most people, right? It's expensive. Mm-hmm. The bottles don't say what they're for. It's very hard to get information. Yeah. And once again, to say it again, expensive. And yeah. often the people that describe how to use it use a terminology that's kind of also a little bit inaccessible. Yeah. And so I, my, one of my goals has always been to be a bridge in this. Uh, medical, conventional, holistic, herbal. Um, and so I just, once I realized that this is something that might happen, I just, I've stayed excited. I am really glad to have been a part. I'm honored. I feel, when I work there and people thank me, which I like to get thanked. It's fun. But I feel so appreciative to finally be able to practice herbal medicine in this environment that has supports people in many ways, rather than just they come in and get herbs they can also see the doctor. We can get labs if they need them. They have to pay for them. There's a chiropractor. It's. I mean, that's really that's what that's what medicine should be, right? Mm-hmm. It, right. This, the segmentation is good, but the segmentation should be put together as a whole. Right. right. I think that it's helpful to have disciplines because then you get good at something. Like there's just a lot to study. As a, like, I feel very weak. Uh, just to finish that sentence, I yeah. feel very. I'm just not very strong in supplements and sometimes they're important. And so I'm glad that other people study those things. And so, you know, if that seems the important part, I could recommend somebody else.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Do you guys work as a team in that if a a patient has come to you and and you work with him or her for a little bit on something, but you know that acupuncture or, you know, that seeing the gastrointestinal doctor or whatever, or chiropractor might be the best thing. Do you work with directly with the practi- other practitioners
3: too? So there's two, there's two answers to that quite mm-hmm. many. Answers. So the first thing is um, people, the people's initial people make a choice who they want to see. Right. So, and the first thing in that is that the doctors are walk-in basis. So if you want to see a medical doctor, you just have to come on one of the two days that we're open and then you just put your name in a waiting list and you'll see a, a doctor or a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant. Those of us in the holistic side of it, you have to make an appointment because we see people for longer, right? So right. The, the shortest visit is half hour, but either half hour or an hour. And so the acupuncturist and chiropractor and all those, they, they're going to make appointments for at least a half hour. So often this people walk into the clinic and then might see a doctor. And then through the discharge process, the discharge person might say, do you know that we all... We also offer uh, other services. And so it's funny. So some ways the discharge person has a lot of power, whether they know it or not, because how you say something invokes in people. So if you're like, oh, we have an acupuncturist, an herbalist, and a chiropractor, the person's like, oh, chiropractor. <laughs> and so we try to offer those choices. And then the person will say, actually, I would like to see it. Or the medical person, uh, the doctor might say, did you know that we have an herbalist? here, you know, especially if they think it's something that could be treated uh, with uh, something treated on a different modality. So to answer your question, first, I'm not that intimidated working with different groups of people. I, For me, it just makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: secondarily, yeah. um, we don't really work together generally in the sense of we don't, like I don't see somebody and then they go to the acupuncturist and I read the notes, change it. They'll so, the acupuncturists, and the acupuncturists will write notes, and sometimes I might look at them, but often I'm looking at my own notes or any input I got.
1: The Practical Herbalist Press, that's in addition to our website
0: and our podcast. That is right. Practical Herbalist Press is all about providing really good books and information by written by experienced herbalists. Us. Us. But other herbs eventually <laughs> as yes, well. Yes,
1: that's very true. And it's bite-sized information that we research the heck out of. We have medical information out there that we're really doing a lot of research on. We are. We have growing, gardening with herbs. We got stuff for, about pets, your yes. home, your family. Ethnobotany. Ethnobotany. We
0: also put it in terms of the traditional ways we've talked about Historic, herbs. So yeah. historic, mm-hmm. whether they're warm and cooling, that right. sort of thing. Mythical and very practical
1: stuff. The Practical Herbalist Press is dedicated to providing the best herbal related books on the market. Look for our titles on Amazon, search for The Practical Herbalist Press, or visit our website at practicalherbalistpress.com.
3: The next part of that is we started a chronic care project about a year ago, and there's a lot to do to make it really functional. The chronic care project uh, is that if people have five or six things that we detail out, so COPD heart disease, cholesterol problems. The big one is diabetes, Mm -hmm. Um, health disorders. Um, We'll try to have them come to see different people. And then once a month, um, we have a meeting. So last night we had a meeting and we talked about the different patients. But frankly, there's still a lot to work on because people don't generally, the holistic people have a pretty good sense of what conventional offers but conventional often is not quite sure. And so everybody wants to help the patients and everybody I think is open to all the modalities that they have. The quest is how do we really like, how do we talk about somebody and what do we say to, try to get them into the best place? Because the acupuncture will say, I can do this. And this is helpful. The chiropractor will say that I'll say that, but we are working towards this chronic care project, which is for the first time I would say integrated because Number of us are discussing specific patients.
1: Mm-hmm. It sounds, so it sounds like you're kind of doing your own case management with these patients,
3: or do you have uh, someone
1: that uh, focuses on that?
3: Uh, on the, I mean, the chronic care program, or just individually. With
1: just well, so it seems like you were doing a bunch of acute care, and now you're moving into bringing the chronic care, in as opposed to uh, just chronic care happens to walk through the door. But the case themselves, getting the getting that that person's entire as a patient their life, getting them the different pieces together. It sounds like you're picking that part up too.
2: Uh,
3: most of the time, the patients I see is pretty much always chronic health because it takes like a month or two to see me because
1: oh, because you're you no, know, I
3: I work four hours a week, mm-hmm. yeah. right? <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. so uh, every once in a while, like somebody'll come in and I'll like look at a tick bite or a rash or listen to a cough if they want to see me, but mm-hmm. generally, pretty much everybody I see has chronic health care problems
1: mm-hmm.
3: right. uh, the difference now is just evaluation right- really right now, the focus is on working with our diabetic patients mm-hmm. and you know I do.
1: that's a preponderance.
0: It sounds to me like what you guys what you guys are trying to work at solving is what I'm what I see as problematic in our healthcare system at large, not just with holistic and mixing holistic or non conventional medicine with with conventional medicine. And that's that having one person or having having all the different practitioners kind of working together and so that this guy doesn't give a prescription that interferes with that guy's suggestions or do you know what i mean
3: definitely so last night after the meeting mostly we just talked about the medicines i mean i'm in a learning phase because while i like i like conventional lots of aspects to conventional medicine i mean the system sucks but the mm-hmm. herbal system sucks too right i mean none of the medical systems really provide much help i mean the, the herbal system is you go to a store and you bought something that dr oz recommended right mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> that's the herbal system Mm-hmm. And the medical system, you know, has a lot of flaws, and it's just a lot of division, it's expensive. So I, you know, at this point, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can, you know. And so after the meeting, somebody's like, "How often do I use cat's claw, and would it interfere with the metformin?" Mm-hmm. And the answer, of course, is I. First, I really I use very little cat's claw, and I have no idea what it would do with metformin.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, it's really nice to see that we have so much more research available for drug and herb interactions, too, that our society has been doing a lot better job about, you know, giving honor to those herbs and plants and finding out what actually makes them tick rather than discarding them as just something that uh, doesn't work at all. It's nice to have that available as we're working with those patients. It really helps more healing. What's your, uh, what's, so you're mostly working with diabetic patients? Um, No,
3: no, no, no. So it has all the, I I mean, all the, lots of mental health, Mm -hmm. female reproductive, digestive disorders, respiratory infections. I mean, the gamut, really, allergies, triggers. And then, like, the big one that a lot of people see herbalists for is nobody knows what's wrong with you.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Nobody can know what's wrong with you, but, nobody knows what's wrong with me and they're treating me like I'm making it up. Mm -hmm. So, and then hopefully sometimes we can be helpful there and say, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you, but I can still try to help you, Mm -hmm. which is really one of the advantages of herbs, right? They're, especially if they are like our clinics where they're free, Mm
0: -hmm. you
3: can probably do is give somebody something that makes them feel a little bit better. Mm -hmm. By just working symptomatically, because we don't have to name the disease as is much more common uh, in the conventional medical world,
1: yeah, definitely. I I know that I I end up doing a lot more s- symptom management than I like to do, but for the population that I serve, we do a lot of unhoused people. I'm not sure what the population that you tend to serve mostly is,
3: but we, we... no, we have our population is quite different. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of people, a lot of homeless folks coming in who are probably probably living much rougher than mm-hmm. a lot of the people that I. Serve.
1: And then you serve for our folks. I mean, the thing that they really need is just a roof, you know, and yeah. not, not to be treated right. like a social pariah. That's that's and,
0: and food with actual nutrition in it. Right. You know, right. Real
1: water Other than moldy <laughs> bread from a dumpster.
3: You know what I really like that? I saw it in your clinic. So it sounds a little superficial, but I really like that you did haircuts.
1: Oh, yes. Because yeah.
3: how, how people look, is, it's just, no matter what you want it. So I was just working at the Rainbow Gathering Mm -hmm. where a lot of people are very rough and Mm -hmm. some of them had to go to the hospital and I would give them tips on how to talk to the medical people and how to like brush up a little bit because the first impression, you know, we can say what we want, but if there's people have impressions and they treat you differently, I mean, you know this better than me. Oh,
1: yes. Yes.
3: Yes. We absolutely do. Giving somebody, helping them groom better Mm -hmm. just allows – interaction better and i just it's just if people want it it seems like a fantastic thing to offer
1: right well and it is safe touch you know we've we've had people come in and they've had a horrible day they've beaten you know one of the guys i think of in particular they were beaten by the sheriff's department and they were covered in bruises and we needed to treat him but he he wasn't in the mental state to really receive the care that we were able to offer there and so our um uh, our founding uh, board president actually he worked for years as a hairstylist so he said why don't i give you a haircut and that just calmed him down so after his haircut the patient felt much better about himself and was able to be calm enough to listen to the doctor and get the help that he needed without striking out so it's a it's a big it's very important yep Yeah. We just need, I think the whole idea of safe touch and a safe place is one of the biggest things that sometimes we're missing in medicine in general, both in the herbal field, because there's a lot of judgment in our society and also in allopathic medicine. And that's, that's got to stop, you know, making people feel isolated. It's not healing to us and it's not healing to the patients. So I, I know that on our end, that's what we do a lot. And I'm betting for your end, it's listening and safety is a huge part of how you heal too.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, um, so I was going to also ask you uh, just specifically about the population that you serve. I've never been to Ithaca. I don't know what it's like over there.
3: Um, so the population, is uh, so socioeconomically, Mm-hmm. Uh the population is very varied that I see. Since nobody the doctors do not see anybody more than by doctors, by the way, I actually mean doctors, nurse practitioners, and physician assistants.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, those folks only see people who are, aren't covered at all by insurance, uh except for maybe the first time.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Since nope covered for herbal medicine by insurance. Um, I see lots of people throughout the spectrum. So I might have people that have a fair amount of money and then I see lots of people with very, you know, working two jobs or not working at all. And so there's quite a spectrum of socioeconomics or really just economics um, whom I see. Um, And then the population is similar to the demographics that Ithaca is. One thing that was interesting is our newest clinic coordinator, As Latina, and we never really saw that much. Ithaca does not have a large Latino, Latina population. Mm -hmm. Um, And what was interesting, as soon as we had a Latina uh, clinic coordinator, all of a sudden we started a lot of my patients come who are from Central America and South America.
1: Right. Became a safe place for them. Yeah, sure.
3: It becomes extremely obvious that that's what's going on. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, we're starting to.
1: we're starting to run out of time, but I just have to ask one more question, if you don't mind. I don't mean to to kidnap you here, but um, now that we know about what kind of population that you're serving, what is the like the top herbs that you seem to go through the most at your clinic? Just out of curiosity.
3: I would so I would say that they range from a lot of the herbs that uh, help for people who feel like they're under a lot of stress, mm-hmm. so have a lot of Flower, blue vervain, mm-hmm. Damiana, lots of insomnia, so a lot of hops and valerian um, on that realm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, a lot of where I live, a lot of herbs that support inflammation and pain due to Lyme symptoms. Hmm. So then we start looking at willow
1: um, sorry, say it again. Will Willow. Start looking at willow. herbs that
3: are anti inflammatory. Okay. Willow. Right. So a lot of sort of that direction. Um, and then fallopia or Japanese knotweed. And uh, because they have a, some sort of of chronic underlying infections and in berberous species and nature. So a lot of people with that. Um, mm-hmm. It's too bad if I, I have actually keep notes on a lot of the things I use a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of, because of the Lyme-like symptoms... And just mental health and this regular, uh, I use a lot of herbs that support cognitive function. So there we have a lot of ginkgo, a lot of calamus, and a lot of cola. And then there's lots of other herbs.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. We, we, uh, it's interesting. There's a, a little bit of a blur between the ones that we serve on our coast and um, their, our population, and, and yet some of the things that are just our standard ones that we We go through gallons of, um, I'm not seeing on your list. I'm sure you dabble in it, of course. But it is interesting to see how bioregionalism affects health as well.
3: Sometimes I think it's just habit. You know, I mean, sometimes somebody says, why don't you use this? And I'm like, no reason at all. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's an excellent idea. I slowly start, you know, all of a sudden I'm using lots of chamomile. There was actually one that somebody mentioned the other day that I just have been using less. I forget what it was. It just made a lot of sense. And so now I'll start reusing it again. Right. My notes.
1: Like old friend, I forgot about you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. Seven song for spending time being on our show. And can you tell us, uh, how people can get a hold of you?
3: Uh, so my website is seven songs. So I want, so this is important for me to say, so I'm not native American. Mm-hmm. So I say that because, uh, I have, because people think so, and because I have a name with a number in it,
1: uh-huh.
3: so I'm a Russian Jew. Uh-huh. That's not how you get in touch with me. <laughs> okay, so don't,
1: don't don't Google Russian Jew with number. Okay, <laughs> understood.
3: We'll find them. Okay. So so the uh, so website is seven songcom dot So
1: then, number
3: seven uh-huh. song.com Got it. I keep an active Facebook page. And so my Facebook page is seven songs spelled out, S E B E N S O N G. Yep. And so uh, you can't friend me, but you can follow me because of silly rules that Facebook has. Yep. Um, And going through either one of those two, you can just find the Ithaca Free Clinic is IthacaHealth.org. But that you'll, you would still have to contact me. I mean, that goes to the the clinic. Okay. Um, Best to contact me. And then my, Email. Well, you find that on my email and my phone number and all the, on the website. On all of
1: that. That's great. All right. Well, thank you so much again for spending time with us, and and it's always a pleasure to speak with you. You're you're a fascinating, gentleman and an educated herbalist, and I look forward to more conversations.
3: Thank you, and I and I, honored to be a part of this program, and thank you for, uh, helping people's
2: lives.
0: Aww, thank
2: you. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem.